Welcome to Football Mezzanine. I'm your host, Anch, and with me are your co-hosts, Shrikar and Tristan. This week, we look back at the Carabao Cup Final, or as Shrikar likes to call it, the Caribbean Cup Final. Why? Who knows? After, we delve into that cage match at Old Trafford, where rejuvenated Manchester United throat-punched Chelsea in the second half. We also look back at the Hammers getting hammered away at Anfield as the fabulous Liverpool trio rip apart West Ham. Hey, welcome to the fourth episode of Football Mezzanine. I am speaking here with Mr. Kovali and Tristan himself. <laughs> yes, the one, the only. Hey guys, what's up? Okay, perfect. We're all here. <laughs> <laughs> I got my wine beside me. We're all pretty hammered. <laughs> I, I'm pretty. Or we will be soon. Okay, uh, let's get right down to the hammers. I don't know what that means. We're not going to talk about West Ham yeah, right now, so no, let's team. not do oh, yeah. that. <laughs> no one cares about West Ham anyways. That's not true. So, I'm going to be hated on by West Ham fans now. Probably David not. Moore is football genius. Because <laughs> they have no fans. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, just, what do you mean they have no just fans? Just move on, just move on. <laughs> okay. Let's proceed. Uh, how was your guys' weeks? Did you catch up with your uh, games and everything? I saw the Chelsea man you Yeah, game. I went back to my parents' place this week, so I actually had cable, which means I had an uninterrupted like broadcast, which was good for a change. That's good. So you got to watch Liverpool beat who? I don't even remember. West, West Ham. West Ham. We were just shitting on West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I got Apparently. to see the Chelsea man you game, and obviously that was a bad one. Uh, and then I got to see Man City shit on Arsenal. Yeah, that was a good one. No, I was disappointed <laughs> by that. Oh, that was so much fun. Arsenal, we're Arsenal, City, we're City, we're City. And um, Gary Neville was Gary Neville on Sky Sports. <laughs> no, Did Gary you guys Neville. hear that? Absolute roast. He roasted. Oh my god. Roasted all the Arsenal players. It was amazing. He never pulls his punches though. He kind of just has an opinion on everyone. Ah, uh, yeah, Gary Neville, That's he's my favorite pundit of, like, of all time. He, he, says, he says everything, no matter how unfiltered it is. Paul Scholes, he's another one that generally talks. Yeah, man. yeah. Paul Scholes actually said he doesn't like coming on TV, though, because people don't like his opinions. Paul Scholes is boring. Paul Scholes, <laughs> so he boring. sounds boring, that's true. I don't know if it's the accent, but it's complete. I can't listen to him. It's his, it's his monotonous voice, I think. He, he talks a little bit like this, like all games. It's his like, facial expression in general, like as a pundit. It's just like. Are you sure it's not serious. because you're a Liverpool fan? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I like Gary Neville. Come on. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Gary Neville doesn't like your team. <laughs> Gary Neville is a fair pundit. He's not biased, unlike like Martin Tyler or something. Dude, let's not get started on Martin Tyler. I have like a rant. Like I'm DT not. right now if I go on like Martin Tyler. Okay, we don't need you going all DT on us when you're apparently hammered. So, uh, you know what? I think you need another shot. What are you having? What am I having? Yeah. Oh, I'm just pounding back wine right now because I don't have anything else, nice. unfortunately. Although your store is close by. 
Dude, you're so close. I bike over there like two two minutes. Oh yeah, no, I'm like a thirty second walk from both Straight Store up. and LCBO. So I got me the goodies all the time. <laughs> Not to mention there's a bars, two bars outside my window. So <laughs> also true. Fantastic. I just finished half a bottle of Jaeger. That is great to Ooh. hear, guys. I love to hear <laughs> unbiased so analysis uh, from sober get people. Get into the footy. Yeah. This is going to be one unbiased uh, sober kill. show. Great. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> let's actually st- start off with the cup final. And um, oh my God. Was anyone not expecting this? Let's start off with that. Okay. I wasn't expecting this. Like, okay. I was expecting this, but I wasn't expecting Arsenal to be so dreadful. That's fair. Like, that's fair. I saw Arsenal. I thought, okay, Aubameyang starting. Cool. Cool. It's gonna if he gets the service, he's gonna do well. But do you know what? Unfortunately, not for Arsenal. This was probably their strongest team too. When it came out, I'm like, okay, this is actually not a bad team selection by Arsene Wenger. He hasn't pulled like a his classic big name drop to the bench before like a big game. And um, I was pretty satisfied with you know this this team that he put out because it meant okay, like we actually get to play against full strength Arsenal. Like I wanted to see if City can actually do this, you know, and it just they just fell apart arsenal in the in the second half especially the first half wasn't actually a a bad performance from them despite what everyone's saying but just that one mistake by mustafi which uh everyone, everyone is saying not a foul and i completely agree and jack wheelshire made an instagram post today saying it was clearly right, a foul so what's your guys take on that do you think that was a foul no not even close yeah, I don't know if you saw it, Tristan, but it was just like a, a very small nudge by Aguero. No, I didn't see that one, Yeah. unfortunately. So, I mean, I think everyone agrees. If Firmino's like nudge on stones for that goal, like the chip in the Liverpool City game, yeah, it reminded me kind of of that, where that wasn't given as a foul, so this shouldn't be given as a foul either. I guess, but I guess in that situation, it was a shoulder-to-shoulder with Firmino and stones, and that's legal. Although this, like, if you want to be yeah, shoulder, shoulder, overly sorry. critical, like, you might say Aguero pushed him in the back. But, like, no way was that a foul. It's a contact no, no, sport. No, no, no. And Aguero was actually really clever with what he did there. So, that was not and a foul. And the thing is, Mustafi just gives up after he feels some he contact. He immediately and as gave a, up. Like, as an attacker, like, if you feel contact, if you give up, that's agreeable. But as a defender, you if you feel contact, you just cannot give up. Literally. And I was laughing when he did that. I'm like, come on, is this really what we're going to come up against today? So, clearly not a foul. And then Aguero gets that goal, which uh, Ospina made. But it's an un... Sorry? It's an unfair size... It's an unfair... It's an unfair size difference. I mean, Aguero is just so much bigger than Mustafi. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aguero's really tall. He's like Almost seven feet, I think. Um, he, he just pushes around he all He should of play them. in the NBA. The Germans should worry about him. <laughs> I don't even think Mustafi plays for the German national team. If he does. Damn uh, tall he's a sub. Argentinians. Yeah. Hopefully he stays as a sub if they want to do well in the World Cup. <laughs> well, they got a lot to choose from. They do. So. Especially Per Mertesacker. I think Per Mertesacker should start for them. He's a real speed demon, that, that boy. And um, Dude, <laughs> at first I thought you were serious there for a second, so he said speed demon. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Murdersacker's great. Um, Ten years ago, I guess. Same with Arsenal. Maybe as a coach. Same with Arsenal right now, but so okay, we're getting off track. 
Um, did you guys see Arsene Wenger's post-match uh, interview? What a load of... You know what? I'm not even an Arsenal fan, of, and I can't um, stand him. I can't stand him. Yeah. He had his days, but honestly, I think at this point, it's better if he probably turns over the reins. He's not going to... Thanks kinda, for the memories, but it's time to go. He's, he's not going to walk away by himself. He has to be pushed out with his his hands... He has to be sacked. Hands still grabbing onto the doorknob and his fingernails screeching into the, the floor. Like, he's not going to leave until he's dragged out. And I feel for Arsenal fans, like... I feel so much mm. for them. It's, like... I, I can't imagine supporting that club right now. They got a good team to work with. I mean, it, it wouldn't take much either. It Honestly, wouldn't. Individually, a new, the players A new manager. Good. They already have the core. I, I don't even think they need a lot of changes out in their actual, like, squad lineup. They just... A few... Maybe a few pickups in the summer. A new manager. And I think they're a whole new team. No, literally. But who's going to come in? Okay. Who's I mean, Angelotti in? could come in. He's open. Who else? Uh... Luis Enrique Rogers? is also an option. I'm not saying he will come in, but I'm saying if you're saying quality managers aren't available, then I don't agree with that. Yeah, I think there's they're definitely out there. I mean, Luis Enrique, I, for me, he's kind of a catch-22. He, he did well with Barcelona, but before that, I mean, he didn't really have continual like big teams where he's proven himself, whereas Ancelotti's been multiple teams, Real Madrid, But Bayern we talked Munich, about this before, Chelsea. Ancelotti doesn't like build a team he coaches a team with an existing he doesn't need to build the team the team's there at arsenal i like i think they have the squad to do well and compete they're just they're not pulling what to they be should. fair i don't think they have so the squad to get Ars- in the top i guess four. i guess you're right i don't think their squad is even better than the five teams that are above them so i'm not no. sure about that and okay also terry Henry. did anyone listen to him when he was sp- speaking on sky sports no, what did he say? Um, he was he was interviewed, not interviewed, but he was talking, um, and uh, one of his co-hosts asked him, you know, would you like to be the Arsenal manager next? Were you given the opportunity? And he said, I mean, who wouldn't, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. it would be my dream, and like no one could turn that down. So, obviously, he's working for Belgium right now, but someone young, someone fresh, someone who's been at the club. Like I, I, I think, don't think Henri is like a fit yet because he hasn't proven himself. That, but yeah, I could see I like Eddie Howe coming That's in fair. if he decides to leave tournament. But I mean, not enough experience. But I mean, yet. you could say the same about Zidane before he went to Madrid, and look how well he's done, right? So no, but well, Zidane coached the youth youth team before Henri has. Yeah, and to be fair, he also learned under a lot of big coaches, uh, Ancelotti, Mourinho as well. So like he had a lot of just experience watching assisting them mm, that's fair that's fair uh yeah on reason i'm sure he could the legend be. roberto martinez at belgium so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how he Everton does there legend. um but yeah um gary neville also had quite the quite the time roasting arsenal live on commentary i don't think i've ever seen a team get roasted so brutally on gary neville absolutely like did, wrecked uh, arsenal yesterday arsenal I was laughing so hard at Gary Neville's comment. Don't get me wrong, I was enjoying it so much. <laughs> I was I was laughing as well. <laughs> it was such a good time for like the 15 minutes he was doing it. But like one of the points he said was Ozil, Ramsey, Shaka, they're walking. They're walking on a football pitch and you shouldn't do that. And obviously when he was saying it, I was having like an amazing time. It was like it was like heaven for me. I was just laughing my anyway. But if you... He named half of the squad right there. Yeah. But, I, I mean... In, in that bit? You know, I, 
I thought about it, stepping back, and <sighs> Ramsey and Xhaka and Ozil aren't the players that you would expect to be defending. Like, if you look at Yaya Toure, he was one of the players that Gary Neville was praising in his commentary as a, as a city legend, but he had the same problems. That's why he was forced out of the team by Pep Guardiola, because he's not entrusted to play in that defensive midfield role, which Wenger is asking Ramsey and Xhaka to do. But they're not defensive players, so you can't expect that from them. Yeah, I would agree with that comment. They're, they're definitely not defensive as far as their style goes. If anything, they're center mids or center attacking mids. With Ramsey's being more of the center attacking, I would put him uh, towards. And that, that also relates to your point when you were saying, you know, like they have a good team. And I agree with that. Ramsey, Shaka, and Ozil are amazing players when they're used right. But I just don't think Wenger is using them right. Like he, he's almost being completely blind to this defensive midfield vulnerability that they've had for such a long time now that like they're not going to track back. They're not going to put those tackles in. And he doesn't seem to realize that. And he's, he's making them look worse than they are, in my opinion. Yeah, well, if you took someone even just like, if, for example, you took Klopp and put him in the exact same position, I think they'd do far yeah. better. Uh, they would be Arsenal just needs to, to change completely just because 21, like how many ever years like Wenger's been there, it's just the past five, six years have been, although they won the FA Cup, but still, it's not like they've been competing in the league. I Yeah, they need to change ASAP. What do you what do you think is like the biggest problem with them right Wenger. now? Like what like everyone the players keeps saying are not bad whatsoever. It's Wenger. I'd take I'd take maybe like at least four or five players from that Arsenal squad to go into Liverpool squad. But it's just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the style of the manager and like just the mentality at that club is so toxic right now. The fans hate the club. The manager is I wouldn't okay. Being old isn't a bad thing in football. We see Yup Heinkins or however however you pronounce his name at Bayern. He's doing a fantastic yeah. job. It's being stubborn. It's being yep. stubborn. Right, exactly. You have like, to it's keep not that adapting, he's old. and you it's have just to that keep... Arsenal have just stagnated as a club while the other five have just like progressed, and they need yeah, something exactly. right now to boost them. And I think the only way that's gonna happen is if Wenger goes. Yeah, honestly. But to be fair, though, City played extremely well. It was effortless by City. Like it almost seemed that they weren't trying. Yeah, first half was pretty even, but second half, City really stepped it up, and um, yeah, they they almost made it look easy against Arsenal. Even though, like, it, it looked it was, so easy, like from a neutral perspective. It, it looked easy, but like they they really put the hard yards in, and you can see how much. They I don't were think Arsenal had a single and... chance in that second half that was like concrete, except for like one Welbeck shot that went like in Rosie. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like Neville mentioned it as well. Like their attacking play is even gone now. Like you don't see the tippy tappy football and the amazing no. passing plays that like used to define. Like them. when I think of Arsenal at its best, I think of that goal against Norwich. Yeah, that I think Wilshere scored. Yeah, with Giroud, like that one touch football that was brilliant. Yeah, one of the best goals in the Premier League era. But it's just gone for Arsenal right now. I don't know yeah. what's gonna. It's really depressing. Something needs to change, and Wenger needs to go. To be fair, though, if we look at the look at it, I mean, it, Arsenal did obviously not play to their ability. Uh, they've been a little bit in a rut, but like the other side is Man City just played well. I mean, 
and that really makes the big difference. If one team plays a little bit poorer than what they should, and one team plays a little better, you're going to see a large discrepancy. And, like, if you just look at the possession, you're 55% Man City, 45% Arsenal. Um, and then the main thing, though, is even though shots on target was only, like, 3 to right. 2 in favor of Man City, you have to look at these shots off target. Yeah. And you had 9 compared to Arsenal's 3 at that point. So, I mean, just the amount of, like, offensive display and pressure they're putting on them. It uh, it just it, it accounts for the large discrepancy there. It wasn't just all yeah, Arsenal. That's been the story of City season actually. Just just the, the sheer amount of pressure that they can put on opponents. So if they don't get them the first or second or third or fourth time, they'll get them the fifth time or the seventh time or the twentieth time, as they've proved time. What do you think is the way to stop the City team? Because we've seen Liverpool do it and we can do it with two different styles of football. <sighs> okay, well, first of all, the most important is just you need quality. You need. But Wigan mm-hmm. doesn't have quality. Wigan just okay. You on. know what? You know what? That Wigan win, if you actually watch it, was an immense you know amount of. I luck. would. I wouldn't even. It was an incredible amount of luck they had that game. Right? Like I'm not saying that because I'm being bitter or anything, but like the amount of mm-hmm. shots we had and possessions we had, that was the only shot on target. Wigan. Like we were just pretty unlucky not to score. Yeah, like I, I don't think it's quality because you always see generally weaker teams beat. A better offensive side by far for example but i mean that hasn't uh, happened with city per se that's been their strength they haven't really slipped up even though they've been this this season they've done pretty well but i mean you can see it in the wigan game for example but i think the going back to the question the best way to take on teams that are superior than yours there's two ways either one you come right from the get-go and you go all out offensive on them and you do that by uh contributing also with more of like a rougher style of play. You see that with Atletico Madrid. A lot of times, especially back in the years when they had less like quality players, they were taking on these big teams and doing well and keeping up with them. It's because Simeone, he makes it and ensures every single player goes out there and plays with heart, and they're aggressive, though. And that's one of the ways that I've noticed, even just from when I was playing competitive, is that some of the rougher teams we had by far a much harder time against because they would just go and they would push you kind of thing and they get you get in your head they would get you out of your your zone and then you just start to make stupid passes and that's when they can counter on you and the second one is you can where you see it with Mourinho style is like a defensive counter-attack style very very strong defensively and then you just wait for that one mistake and then you counter and you pick it off on that one mistake sure and that's a very tough style to play and you have to really execute it and hope that you're defensively great but i do like the athletic or the more of the aggressive kind of like offensive style sure i agree with that but i also think you you need to back that up with just the quality of players you have because the only two teams who have beaten city three teams sorry two teams other than wigan would shock right shock in the champions yeah league? two teams other than wigan that have beaten city this year have been in the champions league shock away and liverpool away and those are just um, teams with and so wigan much away, quality right? all away yeah but like it's just been a, a combination of uh, aggression and also just quality. Like you need to take those chances once you do get them against a the city team because they won't give you the ball. So you need to have the quality to keep the ball once you do get it, and also keep it in the attacking player in in the attacking areas of the pitch where they're so good at pressing and counter pressing. So it's a combination of both. I take the mind that once you're in the EPL or the Premier League or any of the major leagues, you have for the most part, quality players that can pull off these things. Maybe they're not the well-known players, but um, they're still quality players. 
I don't know. Like, I mean, nonetheless, you see it more and more and more often in the Premier League nowadays, where bottom half teams are realizing that they can't really counter these, as you would say, top six, where like just the amount of quality that they have is increasing every year, just because the amount of money they're spending. Yeah, but you get before ups- like and- the smaller teams used to like go to these bigger teams and go with the mentality that we can still win yeah. this, like grip it by the neck and just like. But you're seeing power that, through, I guess. But you're seeing that yeah. less and less now, just because the quality you is still get actually upsets consistently though. It's got it's gotten less consistent, I'd say. It's definitely. Gotten... I think the only team that's doing that is Palace and <laughs> Liverpool fans. <laughs> Palace yeah, is always going to do what? that. You know what? Screw Palace. I hope they get relegated, but. Okay, well, I'd like to see the statistics on that because I'm just not entirely positive that that's the case. Maybe, but I I, I definitely. I mean, the stats might not back it up per se, but if we look at just like the style of play, we see Newcastle going away, you see West Brom going away. I don't know. And just I think teams in that the bottom, stats might even back that up because I definitely haven't seen as many upsets these past couple of seasons as we right. used to I'm, see. Well, I know Man U recently within the past few games, they lost, what, one game against a weaker team? Same thing with yeah. Chelsea where yeah. they lost against like Watford or something, for example. Like Man City against Wigan, yeah. like you, you get losses against the weaker sides. You so, do, like, but I mean, I feel, I feel like those are those and it's because like, you play them more often. Maybe if you go way back in the day, kind of thing, like before, like Michael Owen's time, no, kind no, of thing. No, no, I mean, even four or five years ago, more then, the but... I mean, like all the way from twenty eleven to twenty sixteen, like you had a lot more upsets than what we've seen in the past couple of seasons, in my opinion. Like. Well, it, it like it. There's nothing to it though, because the Premier League sides they're still making a lot of money with the TV rights deals, so the bottom teams are able to at least compete. I don't know. But like it's... they're buying players. But then I guess the top calibers. teams are making more money marginally compared to the bottom. You can you can sides, like right? literally see two separate leagues in the same league now, where you have the top six, and then there's just such a big gap between them and the bottom fourteen now. It's just like visible. Where you didn't see that like, before. You didn't see that before. Well, this is one season, though, right? It's been that fair for the past two seasons, I'd say. And I feel like it's only going to get bigger as the money I mean, keeps coming in. I mean, only time will tell. It's entirely but, possible. It's just... That's true. Yeah. I'm not completely sold yet. That's fair. Uh, so, moving on to the, the Chelsea game. But yeah, City, congratulations, City. Uh, on road to a maybe treble? I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> I honestly think Real Madrid's <laughs> going to take this now. They've really yeah, three seasons. They, in a they've row? been doing poor in the season, but when it comes to Champions Cup tie or matches, for some reason they just they pull the rabbit out of their ass. And Neymar's out for the tie. Yeah, the second leg. Neymar's out. Honestly, I think Real Madrid is probably going to take that anyways. But that definitely is a huge boost towards. But what that. an upset to PSG, because oh. people were tipping PSG for the Champions League this season. Yep. Yeah, I'm so glad. And to go out in the round of 16? I wouldn't be glad, Ange. Honestly, I think Real Madrid's just going to keep getting better and better each game. So I think if City faces them, they're going to have one hell of a tough time. You know, I'm not too convinced by that yet. Because I've I've yet to see a team do so poorly in the league and then still end up winning the Champions League. Except Chelsea that one season. Well, look at Barcelona. They're doing... And Liverpool. Look at Barcelona. They're doing amazing in the league and... And what? Look at the first game against Chelsea. I mean, not yeah, so great, right? I mean, I think that's just because the English teams are much stronger this year. I still think Barca are going to go through, in my opinion. And I think they, they're going to go further than Real Madrid in the competition. Statistically, I would agree with you. I'm just more going on hope right now. Fair, fair. 
well, praying. We'll see. It's it's still like only the round of sixteen. Yeah, a lot of good games to come up, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, then going back to the PL, we had some interesting games with the other members of the so-called top six. Manchester United um, beating Chelsea two to one, and Romelu Lukaku realizing that he is actually a striker in the top six games and actually scoring and assisting. So he showed up. He showed up. Uh, and I'm pretty happy for him, even though I'm a City fan. Yeah, he's had a bad habit of not showing up in uh, the larger games and doing well in the weaker games. So uh, good for him and good for Man U. Uh, they needed that. It's just, well, both teams needed that win, but uh, it worked out in Man U's favor. So congrats to them. I mean, from a Liverpool perspective, it didn't matter the result of the game because someone's going to drop points. But, Tristan, you know, I hope for a draw. Chelsea were robbed, in my opinion. <laughs> Tristan, you can start talking about Chelsea now. You can stop congratulating United. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> killing me inside slowly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, we, you look at the first half of the game, Chelsea's all over them. Absolutely all over them. Came out for right from the get-go on them possession on their side they had chances they hit the crossbar right off the beginning like great opportunities the one problem i had with them is they were in their possession for the most part uh chances wise not so many i found first half they did pretty good but just as time went by especially into the second half they just they died they weren't creating the opportunities they were getting possession maybe getting in their zone but they weren't really getting chances and they weren't capitalizing. They just couldn't, for the life of everything, finish. Meanwhile, Man U, I mean, not too much possession, not too much uh, chances, but when they were there, the chances they created, they finished them, and they capitalized on those. And you got to give it to them there. They were clinical when it came to the points where they needed to be. They really were, and it's not really something that they have been against the bigger sides this season, you might say. But then again, they were home, so it's kind of expected of them to play some form of attacking football. Right, right. But I don't know. Like uh, Chelsea, like Tristan's right, I feel like they dominated the first half. And United just looked short of ideas, like desperately short of ideas. Uh, the, the whole Sanchez, Pogba, Lukaku, Martial combination just, just hasn't worked out for them yet, in my opinion. And... I'm not sure that it will. I feel like Lingard, when he was in the team, was doing much better than Sanchez is doing now. And I feel like, uh, Shrikar, you mentioned it in an earlier episode, it feels like Mourinho's almost just, you know, throwing together a bunch of really good players and expecting them to come up with some magic mm-hmm. and perform. But I, I don't know if this United team is is the best team capable of in, that, yeah. in terms of their like formation and their, their setup right now. Like, because... You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I entirely agree with that comment. I think that they've had more of a focus on getting good players, but not getting the right players. Sanchez, to me, has been a flop as far as going to them. I think he hasn't nearly contributed what he should okay, or well, could be it's doing. It's only been four games, so I think flop is a strong word. Fair enough, but I also think... I look at the game against at least Chelsea. I found he wasn't very good at all. I don't think he contributed nearly as much as he should have, nor do I think he contributed really well. I find he's just... But I don't think it's necessarily his fault. I think he's not getting put he's, in yeah. the correct position. Definitely like they have what, not. like a diamond formation, and they were trying I, to play him in the middle. Like it's it's like ugh. what is in my opinion, United are having like a identity crisis yeah. right now. Like I, I don't know what they're what they are as a team. And I know it's like premature, but I really want to 
like just blame Mourinho for this because they have the players. They just need someone to say, okay, you have to do this, you have to do this, and this is how we're going to play because this is the best way we can play with the players we have. Like they have so many good attacking players right now, but he still insists on playing the defensive way. So like, I wonder how long these players can you know put up with this style of play because they, they really don't seem like content playing this way and they don't obviously play at their best when they're playing this way. I don't think they, I think Sanchez was a waste of money personally, not because he's a waste of money, but I think because they're not playing him the position they should. Yeah. I also don't, they have players that can play that position. So if they're going to take him, they should either ship someone else out and they can move him into that position or they shouldn't have got him in the first place and they should have spent the money on someone else that would be better suited towards the team. It's not necessarily the big exactly. stars. You're I don't think throwing... Sanchez was the correct fit at the correct time. Yeah, you're throwing did. stars together, which... I mean, it doesn't necessarily fit. You want to go what's good for the team and to get a person that actually... And with the manager in... Yeah. Mourinho is so frustrating. I know. Just as like a neutral viewer of his games. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, I completely Like, agree. what is Mourinho doing? It's so much untapped talent in that team, man. So get much the results, talent. though, for the most part. It's just like... Oh, it, it frustrates me when they don't play well, but they still get the result, and then... Oh, like the oh media just like the hops on their bandwagon. Ever. They're like, oh, look, Mourinho can still get results and not play well. Okay, well, like, why don't you get results and play well? Like, you have the players. I think that game was like, less of a... Like, so res- many teams around them are doing the exact same thing, playing good football. I know. I ch- it frustrates me. I think that I think that game was a lesser result for Manchester United winning and more of a result of Chelsea losing it. Man, you... They Credit to them, to they honest, did do they well, but if you just second. look at it, I mean, Chelsea had 14 shots to Manu's 10, uh, 7 on target to the 5, but look, the offsides were 6 for Chelsea versus Manu for 1. Morata, man. Mm-hmm. Morata's six. not doing well, offsides. I have to say. Like, that, I think that he shouldn't should be... happen that many. Like, you're just, you're wasting chances, and there's just, as a result, I mean. Okay, just, well, oh. okay, you know what, one of those offsides was actually a goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Murata's there where he put it off the post and then... Yeah, yeah, that was a goal. He was offside, unfortunately, on that one. Half a chest. Half a chest no, too much, but he no, was offside. No, he was not offside. No, that was clear. That was onside, mate. They actually examined it after the game, too. It was onside. If anything, it was like his fingers that were on offside, and your hand doesn't count for offside. I don't know. The replay I saw, it, it, it showed like half a chest, but maybe it was just the angle. And literally, like... No, if you look at like the VAR lines that are like perpendicular... Like, it clearly shows that Murata was onside. And, like, his legs were onside. His, like, hands and arm might have been offside. But that doesn't matter. Um, they don't actually have VAR in the Premier League, so you probably just mean regular lines. But, yeah. Just in the no, cup. No, I mean, like, if you look at the VAR angle implemented into the Premier League system. Okay. With those, like, lines that they show on VAR. Yeah. Man, they need to fix VAR before they introduce it. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on, I guess, uh, an important victory for United. They go back into second place after Liverpool took second from them. So the, actually, a uh, quick mention on the top five now. City's obviously top, but the, there's only two points separating each team from fi- from second to fifth now. So yep. I think right. it's like 59, 57, 55, and 53. So it's still close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's not much hope that's lost for Chelsea fans yet, and there's not anything oh, for not certain in terms of any team being safe yet. So everything is still to play for, in my opinion. 
Maynard's in a decent position. To be honest, all five teams in that top five are in the Champions League, which means if one of those five win the Champions League and still qualify out of the table, like if they're fifth. Yeah. I think it's still a big if at this point right now. There's still a lot of teams. We'll have to see how the semis go, if anything. Yeah. Or quarters. like. Oh, yeah, quarters. Sorry, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, because I mean, I, I think all five teams are gonna make it. I don't you know about Chelsea's Chelsea. gonna be Barca. I don't know about Chelsea, and I wouldn't be so sure about Tottenham yet. I'd still wait on that. No, Tottenham are home, and I think they can pull it off. They can pull I it think, off, but I wouldn't. I be think they have two illegals. They only need to play for a zero-zero. Yeah, yeah, like they. I'd say the odds are probably in their favor, but like I wouldn't be hundred percent sure yet. Like Juventus are still and really the good same guys. thing with United. They're home too. I think. Are, are all the English teams home except for United? I mean, except for Chelsea? I uh, think so. Tottenham, Liverpool, City, and United are all home. Yeah. Cool. So Interesting. Yeah, it's still a tight top five except for City. And Anyone can miss out because Liverpool still have to go to Old Trafford. Liverpool have to go to Chelsea. Yeah, oh, and Chelsea are playing Man City think... next, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an right. interesting game. It's, it might be... Because if Chelsea lose that and Liverpool or United win one of those, one of their next games, Listen, though, that means Chelsea drops Chelsea might be lucky pack. in this game because City have to go play Arsenal now after their big hangover after the, the title-winning party. The, sorry, the, the cup-winning party. <laughs> and that's going to be on Thursday. I mean, title is still a fair shot. Mm. I don't Maybe Man City will drunk. still be drunk from their, their title win, and uh, hopefully Chelsea can capitalize on that. No, no, listen. They're playing Arsenal next. <laughs> they're playing Arsenal next on Thursday. So... Very, very drunk for many, many days. Interesting fact. In 2016, Liverpool played City in the League Cup final, where we lost on penalties. And we went on to face City in the next game at home. And we beat them three zero. Yeah. So Arsenal could be in for. Revenge. I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah. So I like. I think there's a good chance Arsenal could just like catch City sleeping in this game and beat them possibly, especially because they have to perform after that performance, and then. But even if they do that, they're still like far away from that. Oh pack. no! I know! I know! But I'm saying that might give Chelsea a chance to capitalize as well because Chelsea are playing City just like after 48 hours from that game. So. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't say anything is done yet in terms of Chelsea. Wait, Chelsea are playing City 48 hours after that Barca game? No, no, no. After the after City play Arsenal. Not 48 hours, sorry. 70, oh, 72 okay, hours. Okay, okay, okay. 72 hours. Three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Still a decent amount of time to rest. They should be pretty well prepared. Although, when you're playing this many games in a week, you start to get tired pretty quickly. Yeah, and also Fernandinho is out for right. them. And I'd say Fernandinho is probably our most important player. Really? We don't have anyone else who can play defensive midfield. Dude. City has a lot of depth, though. That's the Turin? one thing no. that ha- they we have don't have. Problem. We don't have depth in the defensive midfield position. We really don't. We have no one else who can play. Can't Yeah, who needs defense? Just all offense. <laughs> That's literally what we did for the second half against Arsenal when Fernandinho <laughs> got injured and we beat them three 0 So, it, against Arsenal, it might work. Yeah, just not against teams like Wigan. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next game, top six, I guess. Um, Tottenham went away to Palace. Cheeky 1-0 win for Tottenham. They needed that. Uh, Harry Kane scoring in the 89th minute with a header from a set-piece corner. My fantasy team um, needed that, too. 
who doesn't have Kane in their fantasy team, honestly? Speaking of Harry Kane, he is my golden dude of the month. <laughs> He's just consistently putting up games, goals, breaking records. Tristan's hey, fair, golden Salah dude of the month, too. Harry Kane. So that's our golden dude of the month today, guys. Brought to you by Tristan. No, 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 no. Salah is up there, too. Uh... Yes, but I've already said it's Kane. Yeah, sorry. Tristan took it. No, no. I, I, I think Salah's been more consistent than Kane this season. I, I'm going to have to go. No, with... not season. I was going month. Month? January. February? January? February? February. February. Um, 26. Almost done. Um, I'd have to go with Granite Xhaka. Um, <laughs> I think he's been immense. <laughs> you know, I think Aaron Ramsey was uh, yeah, he... right up there with that two goal. Who, who'd they be 5-1 again? Everton, Everton, Everton. <laughs> so is my manager boy going to be uh, Arsene Wenger? Uh, manager Harold boy of the month? Feed troops. <laughs> okay, guys, a little bit off track. What were we talking about? Uh, Which game? Uh, the Tottenham game. Uh, Harry Kane missed a sitter against uh, Palace, again from a set piece. Yeah, but he scored, so it's but all good. But he made up for it, 89 minute. I hate Spurs. <laughs> Dude. But... Come on, support the no, English screw people. Spurs, okay? like, screw Spurs, okay? They are literally diving cheats. They are literally going to carry England in the World Cup, so you need to start supporting diving them. Diving cheats. Ali again. But he's not going to get banned because he's English. Don't worry, guys. Other two don't mind Spurs. I actually love Spurs. Yeah, I hate you know Spurs. Uh, I Hope appreciate them. Hope they get knocked them. out of the top four. Chelsea, I, I Ali, mind if Ali, Ali is a diver, though. Spurs. You're right. Ali is a diver. You're right. Dude, Ali, Who oh isn't my God. though? He's been diving consistently. Man, the amount of people. Like... A lot of them embellish, embellish a lot. I wouldn't say diver by definition, but embellish a lot. I think you. Ah, oh, I got hit in the elbow. I'll dive two, two to three steps after. Okay, but those <laughs> the are the worst. Just so long. And the worst part is the referees never book him. That means you can't take like action against him after the game. Oh really? You can't. Yeah, apparently you can't take retrospective action against a player if the referee doesn't yellow card him in the game. Classic FA, man. What are their, like, Classic retarded FA, know, right? rules? Like, what does that even have to do with anything? Why? It's like freaking ancient, like, rules. Like, the system what they do you, have in place. What do you guys think of the fact that they charged Pep for wearing his yellow ribbon in support Dude. of the, the Catalan independence? Wait, they charged him for that? Yeah, because apparently it's yeah, it's a political the yellow, symbol. The yellow ribbon he wore for Catalan independence. It's a political symbol, so like it's in the rule book. I can't. think that's a little extreme charging him for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can wear poppies, but apparently that's not a political symbol. No, England got charged for like wearing poppies too. Yeah, you wait for the you wait for charges. I think a year ago. Yeah, they they shouldn't have free speech though. It's it's literally that. The FA are run as a dictatorship, and I've said it before. Like, they're they're not caught up to the modern times. Like, they need to update their rulebook like really badly. Yeah, that whole Catalan uh, issue—it's still not really resolved, eh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, some people are still on the run. So, <laughs> you know, they I actually, heard uh, they searched... I heard the Spanish league doesn't let them back in. Uh, you could potentially have Barcelona and uh, uh, what is it? one or two other teams that could potentially leave to uh, another league. Yeah. Yeah, there was talk I think last season about the Premier League taking in Barca <laughs> somehow. No. Man, but I don't know. That'd what be so competitive. It's already competitive. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. You know, but also like there was an article about like this like 
the top teams from every country having like a league of their own. Okay, that's yeah. I really hope I've that heard that. Happen. That's been going around for a few years now. Yeah, I hope that that'd be happen. interesting. No, no. What are your thoughts about that though? Like, it gets rid of the whole Champions League then. And also, I mean, it also blocks the pathway for like smaller teams to get into the Champions League. Right. Right, because you you'll never have a Leicester again if that's the case. Exactly, it's no, it's not it's not how football should be in my opinion. No, I don't think so either. Like, as much as I'd like to see like games against the top teams regularly, watch the International Champions Cup. You'll be happy in the summer, but that's <laughs> Premier League Asia Champions twenty seventeen. <laughs> Dude, Chinese pitches are horrible. I'm never going back there in the summer. Did you guys hear about the Atletico Madrid players that left today for this Chinese team? Carrasco and someone yes. else. I don't remember yeah. who. Dude, I mean... Like, why? Dude, okay, listen, though. Your, your generations for the next, like, two or three generations would be set. Like, think about it. I know it's terrible. I mean, I, I don't understand why someone like Oscar would do it when you're still in your prime. But money it's a lot of money i guess but you're still getting a paid like what 80 money. grand 70 grand it's... a week the way i look at it is the mentality right depending on his background if he came from like more of a poor kind of style or poor family then any bit of more money could help and you can send it back kind of thing uh depends though i don't i'm not one even sure if he does come from that background but uh i from what i was able to read or gather i think it seemed came more down to money than anything at least for his decision no i'm sure it came down to money but like a study by the bbc says that the premier league average weekly wages passes fifty thousand, like 50k a week that's nothing dude These oh yeah are... china's getting paid but, way no, more but like, i'm joking it's absolutely something <laughs> like 50k a week is insane it is, but China was getting paid way more for Oscar. Like he was getting. No, I, I agree. Like you're getting paid like five times that yeah. money on a regular basis, but. I think more than that. Like at fifty k a week, you're making two point six million. Yeah. Okay, sure. There's taxes, but like you still have endorsements and stuff like that. Yeah. So, how much money can you really like need? I don't know, man. I I agree with you. Like it's your career like this is what you wanted to do like it's your legacy it's not even your career it's both yeah like what do you want to do like live your essentially your football dream by playing in europe or do you want to just you know just get the money and run true true but yeah moving on to the next premier league game in the top six liverpool uh faced west ham at anfield and a comfortable 4-1 win with uh, Mane, Salah, and Firmino scoring with Emre Chan. Man, they just can't stop scoring. No, and people thought that with Coutinho leaving, Liverpool would like fall off in the goals department against the lesser Premier League sides, but that hasn't proven to be the case. Yeah, they've really stepped up, those front three. Yeah. And, uh, and Mane hasn't even been on form. Like, Mane missed a sitter against West Ham, but... Came back and like two minutes later he scored you know, an absolute quality goal. Firmino has like, been really vital for you guys in that attack. Dude, Firmino is the first player on that team sheet. Mm-hmm. Firmino and Robertson, in my opinion, are the first two like the two players on that team sheet yeah. before anyone yeah, else. Yeah, not Salah. I'd bench Salah over. <laughs> Honestly, even if you bench Salah, we have a replacement. Like I, like if we have to rest Salah, so be it. Like honestly. I think you could trade 
Salah for like maybe a like a semi decent washing machine or something. No, like thing that. is, like we can. We can <laughs> Wait, we I'm can sorry. Like what? Salah with Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah, you could probably get like a semi decent to like a decent washing machine for him. I think. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> no, but like, like I watch Liverpool every week, and I honestly think if Salah didn't play like one weekend, like next week can we play Newcastle, and if Salah didn't play, we could honestly have. Chamberlain sub in for him and it'd be still fine because if we if we start Mane and if we start Firmino I don't know man like Salah it's still okay I I think he scores in a lot of key times for you guys he scores a lot of key mm. goals almost all of his goals mm. are like point getters before like the rest of your team pads up the score sheet like, I, he, I think the biggest thing here is just the fuck ups that Chelsea's been doing with missing all these players <laughs> Like, yeah. if you look at Salah, yeah. De Bruyne, Lukaku, <laughs> De Brana. Like, yeah, that's Mourinho. Of all these guys. That's, oh, on, yeah. that's all on Mourinho. That's on Jose. How has Salah been doing? Time. Or not Salah, Oxlade-Chamberlain been doing since he left Arsenal? Chamberlain's been... Okay, thing is with Chamberlain, he's been... No, no, no. He's not, he's not as inconsistent as he's been at Arsenal. Just because mm. he's getting like a run of games in his like preferred position. Because... Klopp actually knows how to play him correctly, unlike Wenger, who plays him at, like, right wing back. <laughs> but uh, for us, uh, Chamberlain plays in, like, the right mid, attacking right mid uh, position. And in, in the correct game and in the correct position, he does really well for us. Against West Ham, if you saw the assist for the Salah goal, he was relentless in his, like, attack and press, which actually gave Salah the ball for the goal. Shout out to James Milner, um, though. He's been fantastic. Milner for you guys. has been, and he has. No, the he thing with Milner is, last season he played. He was played on left. I know, back I know. We but I mean, just back. this season for the past few games, even he's just been right kind of quiet. Like Milner has been fantastic, and the thing is, Milner has been rested for a few of the games. He hasn't been starting as often, yeah, yeah. but when he does start, because of his rest period and because of his age, he he's doing really, really so well. So energetically, simply because he has that rest. Yeah, I think like Milner, Chan, and. Uh, Chamberlain slash Henderson is like a, a pretty and good midfield three. Don't forget Wijnaldum. He's often underlooked, but uh, Wijnaldum has been a key player. I don't know if he's been asky this season, though. I don't know. No, because Henderson has been injured, and Lana has been injured. I don't know. Like, he just hasn't... So Wijnaldum has played like a majority of the first half of the season. Has he done in the, well, in though? The midfield? I don't... No, he's... Thing is, I think he's... you never notice him, and I think when you never notice a player in a game, especially a midfield player, that's always a good thing. Fair. You probably know more. If you don't you notice him, more. that means he's doing something right. Fair. Yes, he doesn't score as much, but he still contributes to the press. He contributes to the defense. Yeah, I, I don't really. I've and never really understood what his position is because I I just remember him scoring like five the, goals. The Liverpool for front Newcastle five in that or one front game. six don't have a particular position. Like, is he a holder? Is he? A... See, that's the thing. Like, we play four at the back always. That's guaranteed. Robertson and like there's either Gomez or Trent at the at left right back, mm-hmm. and I know Klein returned uh, to an under twenty three game today, so Klein's gonna be back in fitness oh, soon. Oh, that's good. But but we always play a back four, so it's either Wijnaldum, not Wijnaldum, Van Dijk, mm-hmm. and one of uh, Lovren or Matip right. partnering him mm-hmm. with Robertson or Moreno. Right. So the back four is solid with Karius at the back, but then our midfield always changes. Klopp has made the most rotations this year. Yeah, your midfield three is pretty, pretty fluid, so that that can always change. So we have players that are interchangeable, except for our front three. Uh-huh. 
which don't change, which I kind of don't like. I- I'd like to see Danny Ings and maybe Dominic Solanke get more time. Really? I mean... And I honestly think Firmino is going to be benched for the Champions League, Champions League tie against Porto. True, probably, yeah. We might play with two at the front with Solanke and Ings. Yeah. So, Klopp's, Klopp's been fantastic. I honestly can't think of a more perfect manager for Liverpool at this point. I'm happy. Uh, second place, I think Liverpool are going to finish second, as I said last week. Okay. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah, all in all, happy days. Well, uh, yeah, that was a pretty good win for Liverpool, and that leaves the top five as we discussed. And um, I think that also wraps up our coverage for this week's discussion. Uh, As always, guys, just remember this is a discussion, so don't forget to leave your thoughts in the comments below, and don't forget to like and uh, subscribe to this podcast if you really like listening to us every week. This was Ange. And don't forget to DM, you. Us, and DM us if, if, you, if you feel like there's something we need to improve on or something you'd like to see featured in the podcast. For sure, for sure. Especially you West Ham and Arsenal fans loving our commentaries. <laughs> yeah, we apologize. Yeah, to, be honest, really. to be honest, we feel sorry for Arsenal fans. West Ham, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We just picked on them for no reason. <laughs> I apologize for Dude, that. Dude, West Ham are shambles. Okay. This is all hate on Ange. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Just hit on City in general. That's fine. We'll just keep winning. They're too good. Anyway, so it was uh, great to have you guys listening. And uh, as we said, Joe, if you like the podcast and subscribe so you get to hear us all over again next week.